Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren and I've got a special guest with me today. I've got Dustin here from the Rewatch Recap Podcast. Hey, hey. Hey. What's up? Oh, you know, just living our zenial lives. We just talked about like, I'm a zenial, so are you. I know. Isn't it nice? <laughs> it actually is. I mean, sorry to, to down on the other generations, but we got the best of like both worlds. I know, we got the imagination and the cynicism. <laughs> yeah, we got what it's like without the internet. We've got, you know, what it's like with too much internet. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we got great TV. I read somewhere that like millennials, at least like our age, from the 80s, they were like the last generation of true nostalgia for like things oh. you can't get anymore kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because a lot of things, you know, like VHS tapes and stuff like that, you know. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and you know now things are trying to be remade, like vinyl records and stuff like that. And they're trying to go back to it, which is great. I love. Yeah, it's it. cool. I mean, it's cool, like being able to get like different versions of n- newer productions or new, you know, newer albums and whatnot on vinyl instead of like just getting an MP3, which nobody gets CDs anymore. So at least no. you have something physical, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, Man, I'm really getting into it right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I talk about this. I mean, I feel like every podcast is the same thing, just saying the same thing all the time. Like it was. That's why so I don't. I try not to listen to too many podcasts. Cause, like I know I'm just going to hear that and just regurgitate it right back out into my podcast. Oh, so we all feel the same, though. I mean, I still think physical media is super important because I still have a book of DVDs, like one of those old CD books, and it's like I've got it's one just, right here. Oh, and this is one only, there? Yes, this is one of exactly. three. Oh, yeah, same. I have, I have two. Like, t- I have two that are movies and another one that's all TV. So, that's what I'm saying. When your internet goes down or if there's some kind of weird internet snafu, you can't watch. What if you can't watch a movie or not everything is streaming? So that's why you have DVDs. I'm I know, super I'm, cheap. You, oh, my gosh. Why aren't we talking sooner than this? Come on. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I am in When I met this one, one of my friends... Um, uh, husband's brothers is a uh, minimalist and i was like Oof. no i like hoard movies i have tons yeah. of magazines like this is yeah i can't do with deal with like i have you, read you know, a when book i got and... really bad about buying funko pops oh yeah one of my friends oh, my definitely God. <laughs> one of my friends definitely. now i'm like they're like there's a whole bunch i've got like over a couple hundred oh, and they're wow. in boxes i had them all in individual like cases some of them i have opened and taken out and displayed and whatnot and other ones i have not touched like i just put them right into the box and into a plastic box and i've got to get rid of them now <laughs> it's like, like beanie babies. this is a sickness i need to get the hell away from this <laughs> it's like and beanie I'm, babies when we all mm-hmm. were like oh my god they're gonna be worth like so much money some of them were for a short time yeah well i got some i started collecting them before they got really popular they were just getting popular when i got them and I, I think I've told this maybe on another podcast at some point. Sometimes you end up repeating the same story. Oh, yeah, can't help totally. It. But um, I ended up, girl, don't even. Sorry, <laughs> oh. my dog is hearing another dog barking. We're, we just moved into an apartment. She's never lived in an apartment. So now we're hearing oh. everything and she's barking every so often. Baby. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> You're talking about your Funko Pops. Oh yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, one day I I remember like early on, um, I was looking on Amazon and I was just like drunk. <laughs> I had drank some wine. I was drunk, and I didn't remember, but I bought a whole bunch of Funko Pops. I drunk and primed, um, 
And I woke up like a couple days later, there was a delivery throw. What is this? I'm like, oh my God, did I buy these? Like, (laughs) oh my God. And it was the complete set of the Goonies. Oh, wow. And this was the first set, series one of the Funko Pop ones. And this was when they used to look a little bit different. They weren't as polished. So cool. These are now like like sloth is worth like 200 and something dollars. I bought like each one individually for $10. It was 50 bucks. And then each one is now like worth. Anywhere from seventy to like a hundred, maybe two hundred. Um, so I got a good amount, and I did that a few times. Like I was like, I'm gonna get these. This is gonna be limited edition. I want them. So I got all the Rocky Horrors. I got all the oh, Friends. Cool. I've got like, I mean, it's crazy. I got a little too addicted to it. So <laughs> I mean, they're really fun though. My friends sometimes will give me one. So I have like, I think I have three. My friend gave me a Brandon Lee one for the Crow. Okay. And then my other friend gave me Loki because I love Loki from Marvel. So he has like a little helmet next to his. I still haven't taken them out of the box. And then for him, he's like my friend Mikey is on the podcast sometimes. I buy him like a a pop sometimes because I'm like, well, he always wants one. But I buy him one that he doesn't normally buy because he buys comic stuff. So I buy him like the Breaking Bad one. I think I bought him like Walter White. Um, okay. And he was like, oh, cool. But now I think he's like at that level where he's like, okay, I want to sell them. I have He has like, you, okay, like a ton. I've got too much. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sick and room. tired of looking at them. Yeah, I don't have room for this. Like, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. I'm going to keep some. I'm not going to get rid of all of them. But, you know, like, I have a lot of Stranger Things ones, primarily oh. because there was a character named Dustin and there was hardly oh, yeah. ever any characters named Dustin. I know. So I was like, oh, I want these. So I got a bunch of the different variants of Dustin. And I'm like, oh, should wow. I keep those and get rid of the others? I don't know. You know. How do you feel about Stranger Things now that it, whenever it does come back, it, they haven't even filmed it yet, so it's probably like two or three years out. Yeah. But what do you feel? How do you feel about the show? Are you a fan of the show? Oh, yeah. Totally. Well, man, I have the Funkos, yeah. But, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, what do you feel about Stranger Things? What's well, your... see, I was one of, I, I like to call myself one of the first people who ever watched it because I watched okay. it when the day it came out because oh, I saw a trailer cool. for it. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. So I decided it came out and I just happened to have an alert set and it came out and I watched it. And that's when, like, weeks later is when people started, hey, you heard of this show? And it became picked up. Like, everybody's like, what? And it kind of a slow, the first season was kind of a slow build as far as fans go. I was one of the first. I was I was in the in, in the beginning, like, week of it being on. I, me and my friends were, like, binging it. I do that all the time. Like, I did that with Buffy. I watched it the first night it came on on Same, the WB. Yeah. Yes, I was like, taped it. Yes, yes. I came in late on it. I didn't get to see it from the beginning. I was so mad. So mad. Because I like something happened and I I don't know. There was something had to do with my parents or whatever. I was driving me. I don't know. I didn't get home in time. And I was like, no, what is he about? I was so, I was so rigid about my TV schedule. I'm like, I had to be home by this time to watch the show. I was, there was going to be hell to pay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, It was bad. But uh, I did that with Buffy. I did that with several things. Um, from day one, I'm like, wow, you know, I can't believe you're just now jumping on this train, you know. Oh, all the time. WB. I, I was like a WB head. Like, that was mm-hmm. the channel that I was watching. Any, like, Dawson's Creek. And it's funny to see people discover Dawson's Creek. And I'm just like, I've had this on DVD. Like, the minute it came out, I was like, oh, my God, I can rewatch my old shows and not on, like, crappy VHS tapes. This is, I mean, I think people don't realize, like, younger people don't realize the magic of when our generation put tv shows on dvd like oh that God. was wild when they was put a game Buffy changer out, i was like oh, i can literally stay in my house all day and just watch buffy 
Oh, and the fact no that you can like choose an episode, just like boom, boom. Yeah. You didn't have to like watch them all in order if you didn't want to. You could skip through the episodes and chapters, and no commercials. Oh. Like, oh. I mean, you're. It's crazy to think that we were sitting there for that full hour watching those twenty minutes of commercials. Like, mm-hmm. oh god, you know, like just waiting. And that, that was a game changer. Outside of like renting things in the mail, like Netflix, just them putting it on DVD was a total game changer. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, they had the they had the VHS tapes for a while. They have a compilation tapes of the VHS. You know, like they mm-hmm. did the whole like the Buffy Angel saga from season two, kind of like oh, split yeah, up into yeah. certain like poignant episodes. You know, and I, that's how I got my friends hooked to it. They found they watched those episodes and they're like, oh, we love this. We love the story. I'm like, yeah, it's, a, it's I feel a like freaking, it's incredible. Yeah. It's a drama. I mean, it's not just all horror and goofy stuff. You know, it's it's also a drama. It's got some real feeling behind it, and yeah. Yeah, when people started freaking out about Twilight, I was like, you guys know nothing about Buffy. Like, <laughs> this is not a vampire love story. Like, you want to talk about a vampire story? Like, dive into Buffy. It gets so much deeper. Like, the older you get, mm-hmm. now we're fine. Which is really cool now that we're getting this resurgence of people like you recapping shows. And now we're finding out more information from the actors behind the scenes. Like, a lot oh, of the yeah. Buffy actors are talking about what it was like and why they did certain things, why they did the story a certain way, the fans didn't like. See, we couldn't even talk to people back then. Like, everything that came out was just an interview that was approved by PR. Yeah. You couldn't even, like, get the direct link to them like you could on social media. I mean, it's such a different game now. Like, it's so... There was so much unknown. And I think that also made it more enjoyable because when you know too much, the magic's kind of lost sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like when you find out bad things about an actor or you hear the way they actually talk to people or, you know, you're like, uh, and then you kind of, kind of, I don't know, for me, sometimes I'm like, I really don't like their character now because all I see is them. That's all I can think about when I see them, you know, Mm -hmm. know, or you see similarities in like the real person. And then you're like, oh, you're really good at being like this because you were actually awful, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you found out like, I hate to say stuff like, you know, there's some people who, who who have troubled lives and they're not bad people. They're just, they're troubled. Like they just mm-hmm. get into trouble. They make poor decisions, blah, blah, blah. Then you have those that are just really horrible people. And you find out about that kind of, those kind of people. And that's the kind you're like, uh, you know, like, uh, it's kind of like when you think you compare like Nicholas Brendan, who's Xander. He's yeah. had a troubled life and he's made really bad decisions. And you're like, I don't think he's a bad person. I just think he makes some really bad decisions and maybe sometimes says some bad things, but I don't think he's bad. Then there's those Any, people, yeah, like other people, like let's say, like Joss Whedon, which you've yeah, heard like, like numerous Joss stories. You're like, yeah, and, like it, it makes you feel guilty for liking Buffy because you're like, mm-hmm. he created it and it was all in his mind. But those, everybody else brought it to life. It's not just him, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not just a book series got turned into something. It's oh, not like J.K. Rowling, which I cannot. I can't even go back into Harry Potter anymore. I just can't. Which is so wild that they're now trying to redo that, which I don't know why they would redo Harry Potter. Like, no one from our age group asked for that, I don't think. I don't know why they would do that. I don't think anybody's asking for it. It's all, it's everywhere. You can watch, you know, why would you, we don't need any more backstory on this. Like, move on, lady. (laughs) Move on. And of course, she conveniently made her real true feelings known after she'd made like a bagillion amount of dollars. And now we find, I'm like, we didn't know this during the first book because we probably wouldn't have even gotten the series. Like, the series may have not happened. But... Yeah, and the fact that she's losing money now in production companies and stuff like that, like her, oh, is all she? of her oh, Fantastic okay. Beasts movie, I think we're done. They're done now. Yeah, those are tanked, um, yeah. 
her the sales was on good. her on her books under other names aren't oh. doing well. Um, there's a lot of stuff, and I'm like, don't you get it? Don't you get it? Just because some people are okay with what you say doesn't mean all people are. Some people are like, even if I, I'm not saying on those people, but some of those people could be like, I agree with you, but I'm, I don't think you need to do it in this way. So therefore, I'm not backing you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. those people. You're like, you know what? I may, I may not be for you know trans people or whatever, but they're, I'm not going to get in their way. It's their life, you know. And then there's those people who are just don't like something and they just go after them and you're like yeah alone. they're not bothering you like, i don't i don't understand it it's same and then of course we have josh whedon on the other side of i mean he yeah wrote the story but where would we be without that entire cast bringing all those characters to exactly. life so it's and like perfectly it, fit those characters exactly we couldn't see anyone besides sarah michelle geller i mean we had christy swanson which i would urge everyone out there that if you have not seen the original buffy movie to watch it because it's campy and fun and silly she's but a horrible person <laughs> she is another yeah she's another questionable kind of character but she but didn't luke do perry's much in after it and Buffy, he saves right? it he's a good guy and he's, luke he's perry's a amazing person, or was luke a person, perry yeah. was the best thing about riverdale i said what i said as soon as he was gone riverdale was tang um but and i mean yeah, it's dylan mckay like come on like it's he was dylan mckay i think when that was filmed Anybody right you can talk like this all the time and not With- ironically <laughs> David Arquette as like your weird sidekick who, who's oh, like he, a vampire. It's like he, so campy. Yeah. It's so good. I love it. He was like, "Come out, Pike." He was like, "You're floating, Benny. Yeah, you're floating." You're and floating. then we have like Pee Wee Herman. Like it's just, it's just great. Like it's just that's a great movie, I have to say. And then of course Joss Whedon like wrote that, but then all those people brought it to life. So it's it. a great show. It's I yeah, Buffy. I love Buffy. I can't wait. We're doing that. We're going to cover a few episodes of Buffy in October. Yeah. Okay. So my first question to actually intro you about what you do is when did you start your podcast? Like, how did you decide to start it? Well, I mean, oh, oh, okay. So I was doing Dustin can read and that was another show that was actually spun off from another show called Dustin and Katie can read. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. The first one was me and my friend Katie. We were, uh, just for fun. I'd never even listened to a podcast at this point. And I had a mic though. And um, so we were reading uh, just old books from high school, from grade school. We reread stuff that you remember, like people reading or, you know, so we read like flowers in the attic, you know, stuff that people read in school and they shouldn't have been reading it, but we did. I didn't at that time, but she did. And um, um, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Oh Um, yeah. Some goosebumps, some sweet Valley high babysitter's club. We did a few of that. We only did this for like a year and a half because then after like, I think um, COVID stuff started happening. And so a lot of other things took priority. And so she decided she wanted to step away. And so I was like, I still want to do it. And I'm stuck at home by myself. So I was like, okay, I'll do newer YA books for this generation mm-hmm. and try to pick out ones I think I'll like, and then kind of do a recap or talk with people about them and, and so sometimes I got an, an, the author of the books to come on, and sometimes I had just friends to read them with me, and and uh, I started doing my own personal like short stories that I wrote as a kid, and I started reenacting them oh, on the cool. podcast, and then I started writing some original ones, like I did a Fear Street podcast before oh. the Fear Street movies came out. Oh, cool! It's a trilogy as well, so if you want to listen to that, that's always fun. It's cool. Uh, I haven't seen Fear Street because I like horror, but I'm I don't want crazy horror. Is it crazy horror or like not like like not like saw gory. or anything yeah i was like, i never seen socks i was like there no, is that's... some gore there is some gore okay. it's not too bad there's some bad like good 
oh oh god like people's heads getting knocked off kind of stuff okay, okay and then then there's like there's some bad ones but then it's not throughout the whole thing it's just okay, mainly okay. That's flash, okay. yeah. flash you know that kind of stuff okay i'll try fierce it's reminiscent of other of especially part two it's reminiscent of like old camp horror slashers oh okay, okay. um and it's yeah it kind of it i wasn't a big fan of the fear street movies because it doesn't feel like fear street to me fear street to me is more suburban gothic murder mystery and oh. thriller this is straight up horror slasher which is not oh, the same okay. feel you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's how i felt when i read fear street growing up and i've read plenty of fear street and so i'm like this doesn't the writers said they were fans of Fear Street, but it seems like they wanted to change a lot about Fear Street. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they didn't okay. even mention Fear Street until the very last movie, and it has nothing to do with the plot. Oh. So it, it really weird. doesn't make sense. A lot of it doesn't make sense, but I digress. Um, was it the Stranger Things people who did Fear Street? Was it those brothers? Mm, no, no, it was actually one of their wives was the director. Oh, I knew. And there was some connection, yeah. And one yeah. of the actors, I think, is in it, right? Yes, um, Sadie Sink. And yes, also um, Maya Hawk is also Oh, okay, in it. okay, yeah. I knew there was like some, but it's not Maya in the Hawk's same the universe. the first kill, basically, is the oh, Drew Barrymore cool. of the movie. Oh, so. that's cool. Yeah. That's not in the same universe. Uh, like Stranger Things did not like no, no, in, no, no. envelope itself into the fear. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. No way. Um, no, it's uh, yeah. So mine is more like some people. It's, it takes place today, and it's people oh. having a podcast on Fear Street. Oh, and okay. The character's a teenager, so my character's a teenager, and he has a podcast on Fear Street. And there's this other, and there's this new girl. We make references to books and ways on like, hey, new girl, and that's the first Fear Street. Oh, book. cool. And um. <laughs> Stuff like that. And so we have like the same character tropes, same type of things happen in the in our podcast that happen on Fear Street stuff. We have a stalker that calls it oh, in. Oh, crazy. And um, then we have characters that are kind of mentioned. And it's all parody because we're all kind of we're kind of making fun of the stuff that happens in Fear Street, but also making it kind of true to Fear Street at the same time. So oh, cool. uh, I liked it. I think it was fun. And of course I liked it because I wrote it. But <laughs> cool, I'll check it out. That's on your Dustin can read. Feet, yes, though. Dustin can read and watch. So that's where it gets me to read this. I started watch. doing the watch part with Fear Street. Oh, um, okay. So, oh, Dustin. So I said, oh, special, Dustin can watch. And I started talking about Fear Street and what I thought about it. Basically summarized what I, thought I just told you. And then I said, you know, I want to do some more. So I'm going to do some new shows. So any new shows that I'm watching, I'm just going to make a mini-sode and talk about it. So the show evolved into Dustin can read and watch. And um, now it's more evolved into a chat show, which I've taken a little break here and there. but. And uh, we talk about topics and we also still talk about things that are currently reading and watching. But um, so we've kind of evolved from there because I've started the rewatch recap last year. And the rewatch recap is where we just take a season of a show, usually the first season. And it's usually a show that has a shorter season. So usually 10 to 13 episodes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I try not to do the 22, 24 episode shows. That's, and the it's ones I do like that are like that are like Buffy or Glee or something like that. I can just take episodes specifically. From yeah, you're like picking them out. Yeah, because so many podcasts have covered them already. Yeah, so, so many. Yeah, you know what so I mean. Many. So I don't want to. I want to touch on things that maybe fewer podcasts have touched on, or maybe none at all. You know, um, and those are the ones I'll put more time into, and the other ones I'll just do a little. Hey, I love this episode. I want to talk about it. You know, um, so that's why I do that, and I get different podcasts on. Um, uh, different friends uh usually i have a main host for like a, if we do a full season we'll have just me and another host and then um but then the one-off episodes where i did some tv movies 
earlier this year. Yeah, Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Mother May I Sleep with Danger. And, the classic. Uh, uh, what, Twisted Desire with Melissa Joan Hart. I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's, ooh, they're all on YouTube. So they're all Yeah, yeah, I anywhere. have a list, like a, a playlist that when I find them, I like add them mm-hmm. into my movie of the week playlist. It becomes your queue, like your Netflix queue that you yeah, kind of yeah, sometimes so maybe look at. <laughs> I TiVo'd, or like, this is how old I am, I TiVo'd. I like DVR'd the newest Lifetime one this year, or like the Sunday was like um, Vanished in Yosemite. And I was like, ooh, this looks kind of cool. So huh. I haven't watched it yet, but I was like, I want to see what the new, like, like what they're still doing, because I still make them. Yeah, they still make I know all those... it's crazy, and they, yeah, but they're making also all these VC Andrews movies, and that's yeah. crazy to me. It's weird. It's so weird. Yeah, it's I so still, weird. you know, and I bought one. I bought the Flowers in the Attic one, and I or basically the whole saga of that, you know. And I still haven't watched it. I'm kind of nervous too. <laughs> Didn't they do nervous. Mother? They did I, Mother Man Sleep with Danger. Didn't they do it again with like James Franco? Yeah, was they it? made it a vampire. Spoof. yeah but they like changed yeah i was gonna yeah. say like they and a totally lesbian vampire it. that yeah yeah they totally redid it which i, was I like, mean okay but i mean why did you what and it yeah tori spelling was the mom Frank, character this time around and, yeah it was when everyone was like w- like wanting to work with james franco he's another one that you kind of find out that like he's not a great person yeah and, and it's I still up in the air you're like is he not or is he no he's i don't he's he's creepy He's creepy. He's super creepy. I just saw an interview that he did on some radio station, like a serious channel, like a year ago. So it was kind of recent. And I was like, no. Yeah, you're no, no. Like, I know. And then you look at you look at his brother, Dave, and you're like, yeah, Dave, you're well, super where is not now? creepy. You're just seem, you're so cute. And so, yeah, you, you know, seem so normal. Yeah. But did, like, how did this, where did this happen? <laughs> Dude, I think it's the power thing. I think I think that James Franco fell into the like the trap of like he's young and like came out of nowhere and like he's so good and i think everyone was telling him like how great of an actor he was really early and i think he like propelled that and kept that like it yeah inflated his head too Franco. much yeah like but then getting women to do really inappropriate things and, and young like, women too young like, under the guise of like teaching girls. them yeah like no 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 you're just doing this to like be that kind of guy who's like acting so you can write in sex scenes like no that's no yeah i hate those so and then you find out that busy phillips that she had a hard time with him on the set of freaks and geeks and if you re which is one of my favorite shows and when you like rewatch that season you see how toxic of their relationship and they kind of made it like funny because it was supposed to be like a dramedy anyway but Mm -hmm. then when you see that like oh they weren't really getting along and he's like they're like slapping each other and kind of like pushing each other and getting physical i'm like oh okay so this was like kind of real like (laughs) you just weren't getting along but you're putting it into that like toxic like what happened with pacey and joey towards the end which just got like super messed up how they like like derailed that beautiful relationship that they built up for a while and then kind of like tanked it in the end of season four and we were like really do that they need to stop would never do this like i know what are we doing they do that a lot with shows they'll like get the characters together and then they'll rip them apart and they'll try to be like oh we're gonna try to get them back together and i'll even like yeah but you've done so many things to them it makes me not want them together now yeah that's it's kind of wild, especially when, I mean, Dawson's Creek is just a show that I, like, know pretty well, but mm-hmm. that's another one that just kind of got, like, they they are another show I always talk about how it's hard to make the high school to college transition. Like, mm-hmm. that show just should have ended after high school. Because in college, like, what are we doing? You're, you're not all going to the same school. You're not all going to the same city. Like, how are we keeping the stories intertwined? You would obviously date other people. Why would you even date the same group of people when you're going to college? Like, right. 
You know, it doesn't make sense, but they have to because it's a show. It's the way. It's, how are we going to keep them together? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they need to really make a good show that transitions where they are allowed to have more characters come in, and they are also like a couple of them can go to the same school, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe another person could stay in town and doesn't go to school, and then there's other characters who go off to school, maybe not too far, like a state school, and they can come back every so often, and that would make sense. They would still kind of interact, but they would drift apart more. And as the show went on, they really drifted apart. And after a while, they never really talked to each other, but they're all still on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be. And you'd be like, and they would have a family, like a reunion, a high school reunion at the end of the series. And that's how they get back together. I know. And they're like, oh, hey, but we've all been doing the separate crazy thing. And I don't really care what you think now. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm in my, my like virginal uh, Melrose Place watch. Now I did oh. do an episode for Patreon where my friend who's watched it, like was like, just watch season three, the finale and the beginning of four. And I was like, but I don't watch the show. He was like, don't worry, I'll explain everything. So he did that and I did the pilot, but I'm like now going through and like starting from the beginning. And it's very much like that. It's very Mm -hmm. much like they all live in the same building, but then like there's all these stories going on around them. But then somehow they're always in the building, like before (laughs) the July and there's like a picnic and like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, what are you doing? So, but Melrose Place is wild because it's very vanilla right now. It's like season one. It was 902.0. It was 902.0, but for 20 somethings. And they're like, this isn't working. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, let's bring in Heather Locklear and have her, like, sleep with some man and, like, just turn up the entire, like, by the building and, like, turn this whole thing upside down. So I can't, I can't wait for that. Oh, right it's great. Now, it's I great. love it. it. I love it. It was so good. Yeah. And, I mean, that finale, I'm guessing it's the one I'm thinking about with Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Where she tries and, to blow up the building. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Because <laughs> yeah. that was the thing. That was one of the very first times they had, like, an after show, like, show. Mm-hmm. And it was on ETV, on E! News Television. Oh, wow. And they were like, it was the Melbo's Place Watch. And everybody was watching it. And then everybody talked about it. And I flipped over to it right after the finale. And they're like, can you believe it? She blew up the building. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so cool that they had like a a re, like a re recap show even then. Yeah, even like it was in the really 90s, fun. It was like, cool. I mean, that was mid-90s. So Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's cool though. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. Little things like that. And, you know, and it's like when you look back and you're like, wow, that started back a while, but a while ago, they did a, you know, a recap or a follow up show talking about the show you just watched. And yeah, which they I did love. that for the Hills. They I need to do that more often with more shows. Yeah, they should. They totally There really should. needs to just be a show that comes on every night. It's like a late night TV show and it talks about everything that came on. And you they have a have panel of people, kind of like the soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like talk soup. Yeah. Kind of like the talk soup, but it's not about talk shows. It's about just literally like the fictional shows we watch that evening. Oh, and, yeah, that would be and cool. It, and it's like a panel of people. That way everybody can be watching different things. They don't have to watch everything. But, you know, like you and me, we would watch something the same. And then you and somebody else would watch something the same. That way you'll have different views. You'll have, yeah, discussion about that And then, show, you know, yeah. I might watch the show sometimes. And I might throw in something I might know or, you know, I think that'd be fun to do. That would be so fun to do, to have a different, like, different pairs of people talking about different shows. Like, you two are the Game of Thrones people. You two are, like, watching Succession. You mm-hmm. two are watching Last of Us. Especially, like, the the way that HBO, especially, because they're, like, the main ones of premium appointment television. Yeah. I'm surprised that they don't have something, even on, like, a YouTube, like, a YouTube live setup where it's, like formatted like that because like game of thrones everybody talks about and succession like there's twitter which granted is what i like twitter for is just looking at like the shows and what people Mm -hmm. are saying about tv shows nothing like really important i care about on twitter 
but like it's just really yeah i just it, it would be so cool if they had a show like that or like a fun panel you know and like, it's a cool thing because you can have a big cast so that way i mean in a way it's cost effective because you're not paying somebody a major salary um no. and you can have a big cast you can have and that way if you can do it seven nights a week with different people rotating in and out every week so like my days would be like monday wednesdays and fridays and your days might be sundays mondays and tuesdays or something you know it could be <laughs> could anything you imagine? like that and that'd if be anyone cool. out there wants to put that show together we are more than happy uh, we raise our hands <laughs> and i will totally be watching tv we offer ourselves up as tribute <laughs> yeah totally i would totally do that um, and fun. so my other yeah i mean that's like that's ideal. I mean, why do you think that we're doing this? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. ideal to be watching TV and getting paid to do it. <laughs> you know, like that's, there's so much out there. There's so much out there, which brings me to my question is how do you decide what shows you're going to cover? Cause there's so many, like oh the first one you did was yeah. scream, I'm right? So why constantly. scream first? I don't why know. That I think first? I was like, I'm kind of, so I was talking about, I really kind of created the show with Orlean. So I don't know if you listen um, Orlean covered Scream season one with me and so far The Magician season one. Um, she has a podcast named Spooky and Strange. And it's mainly weird, uh, obscure fiction that she finds. Sometimes short stories, oh, sometimes okay. um, uh, books that aren't as popular or they, you know, have no one's talked about in a while. Sometimes she'll, carry, she'll cover classics. Um, oh, okay. Mostly it's like fantasy and, and, and science fiction stuff um, and some horror. Um, so she covers that. And now she's also co-hosting um, a horror movie podcast with my friend Brucker, who's also going to be on for one of the Snick episodes coming up. Um, oh, cool. And uh, he has a show called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. So she was, we were like, hey, we were just kind of talking. And she was like, you know, we should, we need a show that we can recap something, but we shouldn't have to cover a whole season. And I was like, yeah. Or we can like jump around to different subjects. And I was like, okay. And started thinking, I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to call it the Rewatch Recap. We're going to pick a show. We can do a whole season. If it's a long show, we can do special episodes from it. And she's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. And so we're like, what can we do first that's not a long show? Because we were big Vampire Diaries fans. We love the Vampire oh, Diaries, Oh, I never right? watched Vampire Diaries. Oh, my God. That's Is one it of those good? ones. So do you, sidetracking for a second, did you ever watch Dark Shadows? That's the one with Jemaine, right? Jemaine from Flight of the Concords? No, that's what we do in the shadows. Oh, damn. So, no, not Dark so, Shadows. No. Okay, so Dark Shadows, there was a horrible Johnny Depp movie. Don't watch it. It's not a good version of it. Um, okay. I first watched it in 1991. It was a uh, a revival series. They called it a revival, but it was a reboot. <laughs> a revival oh, to me okay. is like you're bringing back the exact same cast and you're starting, you know. Oh, yeah, you're just recording it again. But yeah. this was a reboot, basically. And it didn't make it because it kept getting preempted by Gulf War stuff, so it didn't make it. Oh. But it was good. Okay. Soap opera, nighttime soap supernatural vampires witches and it kind of passions was like a parody of the original oh soap God, it's based off of passions. yeah um the original dark shadows came out in the 60s i want to say like 66 or something black oh. and white soap opera very dark and gothic and that's all it was it was kind of you know um jane Eyre, weird you don't know what's going on with his family and they've got no you know troubles and but it was losing interest and so they're like okay what can we do and they brought in this like supernatural storyline and it was about a phoenix, some woman returning from the dead and stuff. And they're like, oh, oh okay. that people started watching. It's like, oh, so they brought in a vampire and named him Barnabas Collins. And he was like an ancestor of theirs. And no one knew he was a vampire, but we, the audience knows. And 
And so it became this thing and it became really big. It became this pop culture phenomenon back in the 60s. And people, kids oh, would rush wow. home. It came on at 3.30 every day. And it was the soap oh, opera. it was early. And it was yeah. filmed like they only had like an hour to film it. So there was very little rehearsal and no stopping and going. So they had to film it. And because the the way they recorded it was like the line to the the tape was down the street. So they hit record so like down the street. Take. Yeah, one take. Yeah. So you would see like crew members in the background, like behind behind sets, trying to get out of the way. Oh, wow. Actors would drop lines and they're trying to get them. It was like live theater. And so it was awesome. It's kind of campy in that way. You know, you're kind of catching things, uh-huh, but you, you've got to go along with it. So Passions became like this really blown up version of Dark Shadows, like really campy, really campy and really over the top, oh, you know? Oh, cool. And so when people are like, oh, Passions, Passions, no, no, Dark Shadows, Dark Shadows. Um, anyway, so I, I sidetracked for Dark Shadows for some reason. <laughs> And I remember the Johnny Depp movie. I remember when it like the trailer came out. Yeah, and they made it a comedy, and it's not a good one. I just don't. I didn't like it how they did it. It was too Tim Burtony and too. Oh, comedy. I was gonna say, was it Tim Burton? Yeah, it was too Tim Burton. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I was like, um, I have it because because it came out, but I just I don't really like it that much. Um, oh, okay. I prefer I prefer the show. I digressed from something. I have no idea what we came Scream. From. I was scream. like, oh, you did Scream. I, I didn't watch the Scream series. That's right. And I've seen the movies, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't um, seen the series. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we were going to do, um, the reason why we were doing Scream series is because I was bringing up Dark Shadows because of Vampire Diaries, and Vampire Diaries to me is like the oh, new yeah, version Vampire of Dark Shadows. Diaries, it's yeah. a good, good show. Good gothic, and, you know, it, I think you'd really like it. So, oh, cool. but yeah, we wanted to talk about that, but I was like, yeah, uh, so let's think of something that's along those lines. Let's try Scream. I just, I happened to see it in my queue on Netflix. I was like, oh yeah, we can rewatch this. It's only 10 episodes, right? She's like, okay, sure. And she was like, I really hate this show now. <laughs> so like, I don't want to go back and do season two. And I'm like, I want to do season two now. Um, oh, are there two seasons? There's three. The first two oh, are the three. same story. And the third one, they rebooted into another story with the original Scream oh. mask. So. Oh, okay. It became a completely different thing. So I only count the first two seasons as the show because the other one feels oh, okay. like, yeah. Anyway, so we did Scream and, you know, she's like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I went back and did My So-Called Life, of course, with Kay. That's from, like my show. Yeah. Yes. Love it. It's best show ever. And um, we did the whole reading. I read the book, the follow-up book afterwards and tells you oh, what happened yeah, after. yeah, yeah. Um, so I give you that report too. So if you don't even want to listen to all those and you just want to listen to the 20th episode of it, that's what that is. Um, and then after that, we did the magicians and I did some TV movies and coupling and now glee and next snick. So, yeah. What are you doing from snick? Are you doing like, are you afraid of the dark? We are doing the original lineup. So it's literally the first episode of every snick show when it premiered. So everything that came out on August 15th, 1992. So the, that uh, Clarissa Explains It All episode called Total Pete TV. Hmm? Was Pete and Pete out yet? They weren't out yet. So oh, it was that, damn. then Roundhouse, and okay. then Ren and Stimpy, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, oh Ren and Stimpy. So what I was thinking was, the next time I come back and do Snick, it'll be the next <clears> lineup. <throat> so Pete and Pete will probably be in there. Probably yeah. all that. Probably Alex Mack, something like that. I don't so know. So your shorts... Was that a Snick show? I don't was think Slayer so. I think it might have Snick been show? shown on Snick before, but I don't think it was a Snick show. Oh, okay, yeah. I know they had the... That was one of my shows. Uh, Salute Your Shorts and Pete and Pete. Those are and like my two. Salute Your Shorts is one of the harder ones to find all the episodes to. 
Yeah. Well, here's another thing. You were talking about drunken priming. I drunk. It wasn't prime back in the day. This was back during like old Amazon days. I got super drunk and ordered a bootleg of my so-called life. <laughs> and that's how I watched the show in completion. Because when it was on, I was young, like when it was first on. So I didn't see it when it was on in like 94 or whatever. I did see it on MTV when they did the rerun in like 96, 97, but mm-hmm. I never like watched it from beginning to end. So I hadn't seen the full story. Oh. So I remember like being drunk in college or something and being like, someone has my so-called life. And it was one of those like DVRs that somebody made like mm. their own titles. And then I remember getting it in the mail and being like, what the hell is this? And then I'm like, oh, my so-called life. Oh my God. And then I remember buying a like, when the box set first came out the like commercial okay. box set i was like all about that show so yeah i covered my so-called life too i i mean well i watched really my so-called f- life the day it came out oh, on so abc you were, yeah you're like a few years older so yeah not that much but i mean yeah, yeah. you were cooler than me and I then didn't it, watch when it, it showed time. up on mtv the first week it showed up on mtv i recorded all on vhs oh, and i still have them nice. with all those commercials oh, wow. and everything see all the commercials mm-hmm. oh that's cool yeah and uh, I just got my, I found my VCR too, so I can actually watch them now. Um, oh, nice! And yeah, it was really cool. It, and so yeah, I got all the, I got the box set. They had a, um, they had a, a DVD set that came out once before, and it was like individual boxes inside of a big box, you know. Uh-huh. And then, then they came out with the better one with all the interviews of the cast and all that stuff, and that's the one I have. Yeah, now. I have that one. Yeah, but uh, which yeah, is really cool. I love that show. Oh, it's so good. It still hits it's you so in the right spot. Still, you know? it still hits you, and the characters are just some of the best characters that have ever been written for like young adults. Mm-hmm. I think that not many people have come close to it, and it really is the perfect description of like too soon, and we just didn't understand what we had so I mean, early. The audience real. just didn't. And, well, the thing I was, mean, it came out knew. at the same time as Friends. It was in the t- same time slot as Friends in the same premiere year. So Friends got all the glory and. That's what happened. And they didn't think of teenagers as people to market to, which is why the WB was such a big deal Mm -hmm. for people who don't know why I'm always talking about the WB. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Grunge podcast. To hear more of this episode, go check out our Patreon. We have two tiers, $3 and $5 a month that include TV shows, uh, documentaries, 90s culture, everything basically that we talk about that's not a movie is on the five dollar tier and all of the movies before 1990 released after 1990 and all of the full archive of interviews are available on the three dollar tier so go check that out patreon.com slash fashion grunge asta